end of World War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Age of Conan. an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Age of Conan Magnetic. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Listen to this channel, guys. Welcome to episode 119 of Channel Massive. No, 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 19. 19. <laughs> it is Thursday, January 14th, 2010. The year of our Lord. You have Jason and Noah as your hosts. Mark is doing baby duty. Yeah, he duty. may show up, he may not. He may be doing duty duty, baby duty. Yes. <laughs> We're not sure. Both of his babies have He H1 could show N1. up at any time, he could just not show up at all. We have no idea. That's what makes this show exciting. <laughs> it's kind of like a seance where is the spirit going to show up or is it not? <laughs> what, what, what's that game that you used to play as a kid? Like one Bloody Mary, two Bloody Mary, three <laughs> Bloody Mary. Are we Bloody Marky or something? <laughs> yeah, do we play like Bloody Marky? Well, you do have those giant mirror doors back there. Ooh, that you yes. Use. <laughs> if his face appears in the mirror. <laughs> One Bloody Marky, two Bloody Marky, three Bloody... Oh, my God! <laughs> anyway, thank you for downloading this episode yes. of Channel Massive. Um, we've got a lot to get to. A lot of great email from you guys this week. Yes. Uh, a lot of weekend gaming. Yes. Uh, news, news covering MMOs, some general gaming news, and some definite weird shit going on this week yes. in the in the world of gaming. And 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 we also got a couple stories in that are not quite gaming related, but they're just kind of funny. Yeah. That uh, we'll probably get around to chatting about. Um, got a quick announcement. This will be my final episode of Channel Massive. I'm uh, moving on to I don't know what. <laughs> this has nothing to do with uh, Mark or Noah or, or anything like that. This is just me basically becoming uh, burnt out a little bit. I'm also having some health issues that I need to get resolved. So I leave I leave this podcast knowing that that uh, Mark and Noah will be able to to uh, roll with it and and have a good time with it. I may. Come come back like as a, a cameo every as, once a, in a while. as a guest appearance Special every once in a great star. while. But um, as far as as far as my daily presence, um, that's going to come to an end as of tonight, uh, which is a real bummer um, in some ways. In other ways, not not so much of a bad thing. I think we're going to definitely miss you being here. Well, I appreciate that. And I know that our listeners will as well. I appreciate that. And you, who knows? You may find me out there blogging on my own one of these days, although I doubt it. Um, <laughs> I just don't. I don't blog. Blogging's hard. Blogging is hard work, <laughs> man. You have to think too much sometimes, yeah. I think. And that's just... We'd rather... That's why, that's why I was happy just talking. <laughs> anyway, so that 
bit of sad news out of the way. Let's get on with the rest of the show. Someone to hold me tight that would be very this episode of Channel Massive is sponsored by UGT Servers. When you order Ventrilo hosting from UGT, you get all the powerful administration features hardcore gamers want and the ease of use that newbie gamers need. With 24-hour tech support, 13 locations worldwide, and a 15-day money-back guarantee, you'd be crazy not to check them out. Head to UGT-Servers.com for all your Ventrilo hosting needs. Now for that wild and wacky segment where we talk about what we've been playing. Wacky! <laughs> Absolutely wacky. We actually had a gaming session together last week, we which is really cool. We did. I, I, I felt the need for some zombie kill in action. So Noah and I got together on Xbox Live one night and we, we played some Left 4 Dead 2. Um... Uh, I had a blast, except for the fact that the damn that one damn level was just too hard. We tried. We we started a campaign three times. We started out the first campaign in the mall, dead center, and we allowed other people to join us. Yeah, and, but I was uh, lagging out really bad. We had a really bad connectivity, and plus the people we were playing with were experts who'd played it a bajillion times before, and it, and they were just run, 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 and run, and then they were trying to kill us. They were throwing. He was throwing bombs at us and trying to blow us up and everything else. <laughs> and so we just booted him. And yeah. then we tried to play, but then it was lag. You, we died in the mall, and so then you quit. Right. And then you reboot your router. I rebooted my router. And then you just did a direct connection. Did a direct connection, and and it worked great. Yeah, and we got it was through just... it. The the whole thing. We got to the end, but then we couldn't finish it because we didn't allow anybody else to join us. Yeah, and it's near impossible to finish. I think if you're just playing with. Bots with bots, yeah, because at they all. don't do the, the bots objective. do nothing except shoot, shoot stuff. Yeah. That's their job is to shoot zombies. You have to do the rest of the work. So it's a major fail in the game design part because previous Left 4 Dead you'd never have a challenge like that. Anyway, yeah, trying to get to trying to do the end of that particular scenario was just a nightmare because you have to pick up these gas cans. There's like 13 of them you have 13. to get, uh-huh. and then you have to take that gas can and you have to run it. Through a huge mall atrium. Through that's a got huge three mall, floors. all while you're being chased by zombies. Wave after wave after wave. Yeah, and yeah, so you'll get. We got like about seven or eight, and then we d- end up dying. Yeah. You know, you're like, you're text message, this is hard. It was, man. That's like. It's one of the hardest things I've ever seen in a game, like in a long time. I mean, yeah. that. People complain that uh, Dragon Age Origins is hard, which it is. You know, at, at certain points, but it, it never seemed like impossible to get through certain scenarios. You know, I yeah, I'd die once in in Dragon Age Origins, but then I'd run that same scenario again, and I knew exactly what was coming, and and I would be able to get through it. Well, now you know it's coming in in Left 4 Dead 2 as well, for the most part. You know that zombies are going to come and try to get you while you're trying to complete this last task, but there's nothing you could do about it because it's just relentless. Yep. Uh, so we stopped yeah, that. Yeah, was just brutal. We set the difficulty to easy and then started the carnival campaign instead. And that was fun, too. But it got hard. Well, see, I think what it does is even if you set it at easy, doesn't it adjust the level as you start playing it? Yeah, depending on how well you're going through it, it'll, right. give you more, it'll throw more zombies at you. And, man, so we were getting through it just fine. The very end, 
the, the very end, if you haven't played through it, of that particular scenario, you're on this stage, this, and you're setting off fireworks to alert a helicopter the, the, the to authorities come. to yeah. come save your ass from the zombie infestation. And so while you're doing all this, you have to shoot off hordes of zombies, waves after waves after waves. Finally, the chopper comes. Well, next thing I know... I mean, I'm not exactly sure where the chopper landed <laughs> at first, so I'm, like, running around like a it's chicken with circles. my head cut off, going, where's the chopper, man? And then I see Noah, like, all the way on the other side of the screen. He's already sitting on top of the chopper just waving at me, going, oh, hey, what's going on? And I'm, like, running for my life. Next thing I know, I'm, like, tackled by just... A horde of zombies. Just tank, absolutely there was horrible. Tanks and all these special zombies. And I was trying to shoot them off for you from the <laughs> helicopter, but yeah, it, it was. Uh, it did not work very well for me, and I ended up dying. But I was rescued. But no one was rescued. No one got through it. <laughs> Lucky guy. <laughs> we dedicated our mission to you. Yes, I love that. I love the little dedication at the end. In memory of. <laughs> <laughs> God, that sucked. But we will go back again. We have more. I want to play again. Yeah, yeah. We're. I'm definitely going back for some more. Cool. Let me know. So we'll have to do that uh, yeah. definitely sometime soon. Uh, as far as my gaming went, I was kind of schizophrenic this week. I didn't get a lot done because I've been having some health issues. But uh, I played Little Rock Band 2 the other night. Skills deteriorating. Just, I think I just need to give up on it altogether and just never play it again because my skills will never be what they used to be. Well, what if so sad? Well, it's like on the one hand, it's like I kind of understand that, but because one from one point of view, I'm like, will there even be an interesting rock band game released again? And I kind of feel like I don't no. know, I doubt it. But what if Rock Band Three is just really, really cool? Man, I might go back to it. I don't know. You I just reinitiate yourself. Just just tragic. Tragic how far my, my skills have fallen. Uh, so I played that. Played a little Scribble Nuts because I was spending so much time in the bathroom this week. And I told you I was going to turn that into my it bathroom game. It is a perfect game. bathroom game. So, uh, so I, I played that a little bit. Uh, still, I, I love the game itself. Hate the, hate the interface. Hate it. Um, what else did I play? I played Pagel because I, I downloaded Pagel Nights on the Xbox 360. That's fun. So I played a little Pagel. And then I played Indigo Prophecy. Oh. This was gifted to me from our listener, uh, guest blogger, uh, guest host, uh, hell of a guy, gifted this to me over Steam. So I decided, well, you know, I, I need to give this a shot. Um, I think the gameplay <laughs> concepts are, you know, pretty interesting. It's I like the reinvention how you, of the adventure game genre. Yeah, you know, I like how you can change the uh, your characters or and pick which character storyline you want to follow first initially. You know, you have to go through everybody's story, but um, so I like that. I like how they change moods, you know, depending on on what happens to them and and stuff like that. Uh, the thing that I hate is quick time events and. And if you know me, you know I hate quick time events. I, I despise <laughs> Apparently, them. Apparently, Gecko does not know you. <laughs> no, no, because this game is nothing but a big quick time event. <laughs> it's a lot of a lot of button mashing. Uh, yeah. Button mashing from a controller sense. Yes. Well, no, but see, not in the, and I was playing using my keyboard, so I'm playing like this, like two-handed Simon game. 
you know, where seriously, it's like it tells you to get ready, and then you have like these. It gives you like the <laughs> the left and the right of of these of these two like Simon grids, and you have to like you know follow the color coordination. Tell the type your way to success. Seriously, it's like typing your way to success. So there's that, and then, and then like there's. I remember there's like one sequence where you have to like lift weights or or whatever, and in order to lift the weights, you have to like button mash the A and the A and the D key, like you know, alternating, alternating like a drum roll, like a drum roll, yeah. And so I'm like sitting there going, and I just you know I'm like, and after doing that for for a couple hours, I was like, you know what, I don't like this. I'm going to stop. So I, I I'm sorry, Eric. I, I do appreciate you gifting me Indigo Prophecy, but I cannot stand that kind of gameplay. I just do not get it. Um, last but not least, I did cave in and I downloaded the open beta for Star Trek Online. Since Massively had this huge uh, beta key giveaway, they had, they announced that they had like ten thousand beta keys to give away. So I figured, oh, I wow, better, better jump on this. If only I'd well, waited I mean, one more day. Well, they were they they ran out quickly. It was, I was kind of shocked how how fast they ran That's out. Crazy. But um, so I grabbed one of those, started downloading the client. Finally, got a chance to play a little bit of it today, but I didn't get a lot done outside of getting out of the tutorial and doing my first mission off after you get done with at the space station, the big you know Federation space station. Yeah, yeah, Alpha, um, whatever, and. But what kept what kept happening to me was every time I would zone out of a different zone um, or a sector or whatever, um, I would get disconnected back That's to the I've login heard. screen. So and that happened to me like two or three times. Finally, I just and then I couldn't log back in for some oh, reason. I think they must have they must have overloaded. Yeah, they must have felt like oh well there are there is a problem, so we're gonna have to take the login servers down or whatever. So I I never got back on to to play. Um, so it's really too early for me to give a lot of impressions about it, except for, I mean, it does look fairly polished up to that point. I think I got up to, like, I don't know, there's not, like, levels. You're like lieutenant ranks, aren't you? Yeah, so right now I'm like a lieutenant, I guess, second grade or whatever. I don't know exactly <laughs> how they classify me. You're a kindergarten lieutenant. Yeah, so... <laughs> But but yet I'm a ca- you know it's funny I'm ranked lieutenant but I'm the captain of my own starship. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make any fucking sense, does it? That's definitely a logic. Break it is. There. It's a it's a logic flaw. <laughs> um. Anyway, so that that was about it for me. Like I said, it was quite a schizophrenic gaming week for me. <laughs> okay. Well, over on my side, I definitely loved my Left 4 Dead 2 experience with Jason, and I'm looking for the next one. My good gamer friend who I used to see every week, but now it's like once every two months. He randomly was available on Saturday. So he came over and I played some Left 4 Dead 2 with him, the mall campaign. <laughs> and I, we played on easy. I'm like, I am not playing this. And I thought if we played on easy, then it wouldn't ask for as many gas cans. Still asks for 13 gas cans. <sighs> totally sucks. But I played with the girl. But you, you've, you've, and, and you intimated this to me before we started recording. You had an epiphany, essentially, on how to get this get this level completed. You you, you were shown the way. Yeah, by this, because I was really hoping. I'm like, well, I hope somebody joins us, and so somebody did, and uh, and she knew what she was doing, which was great, because we 
barely got through the level where you have to set off an alarm and then you have to like zigzag back and forth up to the right. third floor turned off. I mean, we had like one person alive and we had to do it a, a few times to get through it. It sucked. Wow. And then there's the gas tank thing after that. And she knew what to do. This was a case where it's like sometimes when you play these online games of any type, you have to think people, outside of the box. Well, sometimes you get paired up with people and they know what to do, but they're so experienced and they're so jaded. They don't care if you want to sit around and enjoy what's going on. They're just like, come on, come on, come on, come on. And they'll try to kill you or they'll shoot you if you're not playing at the speed that they want to because they just assume that you've experienced it as many times as they have. Right. But in this case, it was beneficial because she knew just run up to those gas tanks and chuck them down to the ground floor versus what Jason and I were doing is we were on foot trying to go up to the gas tank run all the way back down the stairs and run back down to the car while all these hordes of zombies are coming from both the floors above and the floors below. So you actually ended up finishing that level. We did, but the bittersweet irony was she didn't she she didn't make it. (laughs) So she got it in memory of. Yeah. (laughs) She was the only one who didn't make it. That is so lame. Because there was a computer player, me and my friend, we got out of there and it's just like it ended right away. It's like, did she jump off the balcony or something and kill herself or what? But yeah, she didn't make it. It was sad. Um, that's what I guess what happens when you don't allow the headset communications. We weren't doing that. Right. So I don't know if she would have said something otherwise. Right. Uh, so played that. Played some new Super Mario Brothers Wii, which is vastly a superior experience multiplayer when you play with someone who's played a Mario Brothers game before. Previously, I played with my mom. And I got so frustrated, I just ended up carrying her through the levels. <laughs> or she'd die, and she'd be like, don't resurrect me, don't resurrect me, it's fine, it's good. I'll just I'll just float along in the bubble, so don't <laughs> let me come back in, because I'm just a liability. I'm like, okay. And I was playing with my friend Chris, and I was still kind of living those flashbacks of playing with my mom, who I love. She's just not a Mario Brothers player. <laughs> and I got to a hill, and I said to Chris, I'm like, if you push down on the hill, you'll slide down. He's like, yeah, I know. Like, oh my gosh. First of all, I felt bad because I felt like I was being very condescending. But mm-hmm. it was also exciting because like he knows how to play. I don't have to teach him stuff because right. Mario Brother games it's a revelation. used to teach you that stuff. They'd have a little sign there that says push down here and you can learn. This right, game doesn't right. do that. It assumes you know about double jumps and wall jumps and all this other crap. And my mom didn't know that, obviously. But my friend Chris did. And we got through a couple of that. We played some de- Silent Hill Shattered Memories. And the one game that's been obsessive to me to the point where I, it's like crack is Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks on the DS. It's been very bad for me. I'm almost at the end, which is good. And I could right. finish it right now if I wanted to. But I'm like, no, I'm going to do all the side quests and finish that up too. Mm-hmm. And so I'll sit down. I'm like, I'll just do that one side quest where I had to take somebody on the train to this other town. And next thing you know, I'm on it for an hour because I want to do this <laughs> and I'll do this and I'll do this. And so much stuff has been put off because that One of game. those great addicting little games. Yeah. That so I better finish it just for down. my own sake, which I, I think I will this weekend. And I started playing. I didn't get into Go Prophecy because I told Eric slash Plainful Get Go. Oh. I had the game already on PlayStation 2. I thought he was just asking for opinions of it so he could buy it for himself. <laughs> I didn't know that it was like a, a gift research plan. No, and, it was his evil plan to get me to play a quick time event game <laughs> is what it was. And so I got instead Tales of Monkey Island Remake via Steam. Ah, I played the demo of that on 360. I didn't really like it. But once I played it on my fancy new PC with the mouse. I love it. Totally great. I re- it just feels more intuitive. I, I, I've i just had a really hard time getting into adventure games, unless they're Indigo Prophecy, on consoles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... 
I like adventure games, but I, I don't know. I think part of me just wonders if there's even a real place for them anymore. It's just so hard for me to to get. You know, it's like it's like my problem that I had with Dragon Age Origins, where I feel like I'm in too much of a passive role, sitting there just you know, listening, just watching listening. everything go by. It's like, uh, yeah, and that, that's why I think I have a problem with with the whole adventure genre lately. I'm definitely more. I have to blow stuff up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And when the latest Final Fantasy 13 demo or trailer came out, and you guys should know, of course, I love Final Fantasy, and it used to be no questions asked about Final Fantasy. I'm going to get it. But I sent an email to my friend Chris, and like, maybe I've gotten like too much testosterone lately with the games I've been playing between Left 4 Dead and Gears of War and other stuff. But this just looks like crap. I'm like, I could care less of this Leona Lewis ballad playing in the background. And there's just scene after scene after scene of this dramatic soap opera moments that look like Emmy bait. Like, oh, our voice actors are going to get an award for this scene. It's just drama and drama and drama. And I'm like, I really don't care. I'd rather just go shoot stuff. (laughs) So also with that in mind, since I've heard that it has a lot of shooting, I pre-ordered Star Trek Online, as you might have seen in my latest blog post, and I wanted to make sure I started the download for that, for the open beta, before I got over here tonight. So it's going right. on as we speak, and I'm looking forward to getting in there with all you guys out there who are participating. I don't know that I'll be dropped. there when it releases, but... Uh, Maybe during the open beta. It's not my... Yeah, it's just... It's my whole thing with MMOs lately, you know? It's like I'm so jaded anymore. I just, you know, if it doesn't grab me right off the bat. I think a lot of people are like that. I'm like, uh, maybe not. Well, it's just, you know, you have to, then you have to commit to, you know, paying a subscription. Uh-huh. And, you know, even like that $15 a month, well, you know, do I really want to spend that when I could put that money towards a, you know, a different game? Exactly. So... In two I don't months' know. time, we'll you could see. have a new game. We'll see. But, hey, I'll, I'll be interested to hear your, your thoughts about it I will as be, time goes on. Try to make it as as least as little histrionic as possible, unlike my brethren in the forums. Ah, yes, yes. See, and I'm afraid that I'm going to probably be that way, because I'm such a diehard trek. And another thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> time for email? Let's do it. Excellent. Now it's time for some email. We got a couple messages this week. We always love love email. letters. Love letters. Yeah, actually they are. The- I like how this one starts out. Yeah, they both set out pretty nice. Yes. Dear Sultans of Channel Masses. Sultans. Wow. I like. I don't that. think everybody anybody's called us. That's a, a first. That's before. first. Definitely something I could get. I used feel to. powerful now. Yes. <laughs> feel like you should be wearing a turban. <laughs> <laughs> I asked him that right when he was drinking a yeah, beer. Yeah, right when I took a swig of beer, he asked me that. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Noah. <laughs> All right, we'll continue the email. Dear Sultans of Channel Massive, it's Joe again. Hugs. I'm currently listening to your decade in review of MMOs. <laughs> wow, he was listening for a while. <laughs> he must have been, because that was an epic episode, which yes. should have never happened. And at the opening, you said that if you miss one... 
feel free to give you shit for it. We well, did. To give we, you shit we for asked. It. We asked any any listener who who was listening if we've. And missed. you said that there was some that you thought of after the fact. And this, this one, and, of them? yep, this one happens to be one of them. Continue on. <laughs> the one you missed is Earth and Beyond. <sighs> Released on September 22nd, 2004, it was the swan song of Westwood Studios. Indeed it was. I played and loved this game. It was a space-based MMO that was almost, but not quite, entirely unlike EVE Online. It was almost EverQuest in space. However, that's not what I liked about it. What it had were monthly updates that advanced an ongoing storyline. These updated and changed the game world and had an impact on play. As much as I love WoW, and I'm a fan of changes, the changes it brought to the genre, this is something I do sometimes miss. According to the devs, they had a five-year story planned, which sadly never had a chance to come to fruition. Oh, it didn't. It's a shame, as it seemed to be a compelling story of political intrigue against the backdrop of an alien invasion that began during the time it was online. Well, that's all. Keep up the great work, and I love the show. A toast to Earth and beyond. Yours, Joe. Yours, Joe. I like how I love he, the, it's, it's yeah, perfect. I love how he signed that. Yours, <laughs> he, Joe. He starts. He calls us sultans. He gives us a hug. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I Joe's like pretty that. cool. My my <laughs> memories are quite fuzzy. Of uh, did you play that one? Yeah, I, I did. I played Earth and Beyond, but it was so damn long ago. And I think I don't think I played it that long because, of course, two thousand four was. You know, crazy year for MMOs. City of Heroes. City of Heroes, World of Warcraft. Preposition of preposition. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So, Earth and Beyond probably didn't get... Well, it didn't have Earth and Beyond in its title. Earth and Beyond basically came out at the wrong time. It did. Uh, And... It did. It was okay. It was was fun. It had ship customization, things like that. Uh... Sounds like it was Babylon Five styled with its five year. Yeah, story. I, I think that that they had that kind of a plan there. It's it was just, and it wasn't even necessarily really that buggy or anything. It was just it was not memorable, and yeah. I think that's why it ultimately just didn't make it. That and the fact that World of Warcraft came out, and there yeah. were other games like City of Heroes, you know, at the time mm-hmm. that just I I think it just got lost in the crush. The, the crushing wave of MMOs that were coming out at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got an email from Richard, uh, who is calling out MMO de-evolution theorists. He says, greeting three wise men. Well, there's another... Uh, I there, love how there, creative there's another accolade there. Are. It's great. Three wise men. Um, I don't know. You guys are going to have to come up with a new one, like a dynamic duo, <laughs> uh, odd couple, something like that. Host so, and sidekick. Yeah, you're going to need the sidekick. You're going to need to rethink that next time you write in. Um, just as a quick aside, there um, says just a quick message on the first episode of Blogosteria. Glad to see that it's now its own podcast. It seems to fit well for that other for that format. As you never know when stupidity might hit the internet and you feel the need to rant about it. My question to morons who think MMOs were better in the past, if they are so good, why aren't you still playing them? Ultima Online, Ashran's Call, Star Wars Galaxies, EverQuest, and Dark Age of Camelot are still available and operational, most with content still being added. So if they are so great and better than today's MMOs, why do you bother playing new ones and not just stick to playing those greater, more evolved, quote-unquote, MMOs? Oh, right, because you're full of shit, 
dumbasses. Keep up the great shows. <laughs> wow. Spicy and sweet. Yes, yes. Just the way we like our sweet emails. Sweet and sour. Uh, it's always great when our listeners side with us and <laughs> not with the block sphere. <laughs> well, I mean, I, you know, I think, okay, yeah. So I, I agree with the point where, you know, why don't you still play games like Ultima Online or Ashran's Call, uh, games like that? You know, the, the you know, the, I think part of the problem with the blogosphere is they tend to wax nostalgic, yeah, quite a bit. And, and everybody likes new shinies. And we, yeah, and, and this is true too. And and we brought this up uh, during that episode of Blogosteria, where you know you look back at a game like uh, what was Mark's example? I think it was like was it nineteen oh Time Pilots. Is that the name yeah. of the game? Yeah, yeah, and and it was like you thought it was like the greatest thing ever, but in reality, it was just like a slightly upgraded version of Asteroids. Yeah, it really. <laughs> and, and if you went back and you played that game today, it's really not that fun. Yep. In fact, it's quite frustrating mm-hmm. as far as the gameplay is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's you tend to look back and you have fuzzy, fuzzy fond memories. Yeah. Um, and they are fond memories, and there's nothing wrong with that, but they are quite fuzzy and quite jaded. And, uh, you know, I, I think if you just, if you looked back and you played Ultima Online now, that game would, like, die. Like, the instant that it came out, it would, like, die It'd be ripped on the apart. fire. It would be yeah. ripped apart by the community if a game like that came out right now. Um, so, you know, that's that. That's all I got to say Case about that. closed. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be in our episode 120, send your feedback to mail, M-A-I-L, at channelmassive.com. That's right. You can also reach us on our Twitter feed at twitter.com slash channelmassive. That's right. <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. We do have one last email. Oh, there was a, d- a disturbing discovery. There was a disturbing discovery on the interwebs. Um, Derek sent us an email with a picture attachment, and it looks like somebody's been taking Mark's p- picture from the website and using it to diss um, some emo brothers out there um, who you know that we care about. Um, it's just one of the, it's like one of those demotivational uh, yeah. pictures that you see all the time, and it says emo. And it's got a picture of Mark there. It says, emo, still the best way to let everyone know you're a loser. <laughs> wow. Mark, I don't know he's who now made... a poster child. Yeah, I don't know who made this picture, but man, that's that's not right, dude. We love Mark. Even for all... Even he may if be he does... a little emotional. He may have outbursts. Yeah, he even if cry. he does look like he hasn't cut his bangs in years and he's <laughs> got some, got some uh, you know, lip rings you know, going on, things like that. You know, I still love the guy. Regardless of how he looks, yeah, he's a good guy. Don't you know? Don't don't base your opinion of Mark on this picture. Yeah, is what we're trying to say. Let's get on with the weekend gaming, shall we? Yeah, let's do that. Hey, Jason, what time is it? It's time for the weekend gaming. Dear customer. Thank you for playing Age of Conan. As part of our maintenance, your account is now flagged to have your characters below level 20 deleted as part of our maintenance. Deleted! Please reactivate your account now to ensure that your characters' progress and names stay intact. Greetings from Funcom! (laughs) Please come back and play our game. 
Or we will destroy. Or we will delete you. <laughs> delete you forever. Obviously, you don't love us if you're leaving your characters in the best part of our game. That's crazy, man. That is absolutely crazy. It's 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 kind of surprising. It's not like there's you know. I mean, I can under. I mean, but really, do they really have to delete your characters? I, is there like I really want this character name, but it's being squatted on by this expired account? How much of a big deal is that? I don't know. Maybe it's because they don't have enough space on their servers anymore since they're cutting them down to four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is true. That's the other bit of news for Major Conan. Um, as of uh, the the next set of mergers coming up, there's only going to be, what, four servers left? Four servers. Set, Wakana, Tyranny, and uh, Samaria, huh? There were eight that's being cut down in half to just four. <sighs> Fortunately, those are the servers that we have our characters on. <laughs> Oddly enough, it is. Set and Wakana. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Strangely. It's true. Well, uh, good luck to all you people who are getting merged, I guess. You know, I suppose it's you know a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. A good thing that you get merged into a server that has an actual population on it. Um, not so good thing, meaning that, you know, this is just another sign that Age of Conan isn't doing all that well. Um, and I, I do think there is some truth behind, since they have to consolidate, they just don't have enough space because of an official quote from the director of communications for Funcom, Erling Ellingson, mm -hmm. he said, yes, that's correct. It's a database cleanup. We're going through all the accounts that have been inactive for a long period of time, deleting characters under level 20 to free space in the database. That's a lot of characters. I bet. I bet it's thousands. Tens of thousands. Tens of thousands. <laughs> Perhaps hundreds of thousands. Potentially. We'll never Potentially. know. Um, other MMO news. Bioware has confirmed that uh, the Old Republic will not release until spring of 2001. Um, yeah, at first it was kind of an off-the-cuff remark. From yeah, Wichita. it was a rumor that had been floating around uh, thanks to the CEO, John Rick DiCello. Um, he mentioned that the there, there was going to be a spring 2001 launch of a unnamed, unnamed quote unquote because they've got so many in development, right? Um, of course, everybody thought, well, the only major MMO that EA is going to be publishing um, anytime soon is the Old Republic, and sure enough, uh, Bioware came out and confirmed that uh, that's what it's looking like. So those of you who are really excited about seeing the game in late 2010, well, you're going to have to wait even longer. I like the official remark from Sean Dahlberg from BioWare. He said, we've got a lot of exciting updates and reveals planned through 2010, including the first ever hands-on testing for the game. Well, it just gives them a whole new year of, of hype. And he says you know, it's, it's not a, too late to sign up to be a game tester. It gives them a whole tester. new year to build the hype machine up a bit. As if they need to. Yeah, I know. It's like all they really, you know, their hype. All all they needed to do was say, "Bioware is working on a MMO based on the Knights of the Old Republic series." Yeah, that's all they had to say. I guess there is another EA MMO <laughs> APB, but it's funny. Nobody Are they publishing that one? That. Well, I remember there during E3, they had all of these. That's where what's his name from Warhammer. Ah, right. Brit, he was showing up pimping that game during EA's right, booth time. Right. Well, if 
Funny nobody thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not that. It's not that game. No, who gives who a rat's cares ass about that, about that one? Old Republic. Uh, the Korean uh, Supreme Court has ruled that game currencies can be converted back into real monies. <laughs> Unless the game is an online gambling game, such as poker or other card games. So, if you're uh, in Korea, now you can play games for a living. Um, I like the statement. I don't know which one of you guys wrote it. Let the gold farming begin. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I inserted that in there. Um, yeah, so, you know, you have all these free-to-play games out there. You've got, uh, you know, all these Koreans playing World of Warcraft. Uh, wow. You know. Unintended. This could, well, it could really... Uh, make this uh, a potential shitstorm for developers as well because developers are now going to have to start tracking uh, this kind of thing, I think. Uh, well, it does say the players cannot cash in if they've used bots or macros. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, how are they <laughs> going to detect that? They're not. It's just, it's it's that's a joke. Um, the article um, also notes that Korea passed a law that the government will collect, uh, it looks like a tax of 10% on these type of transactions. So it's kind of like PayPal. You make money and you... So you consider how much money is going back and forth between these gold sellers. That could build a lot of nuclear weapons. <laughs> well, no, they're not talking North Korea. This oh. is South Korea. I don't, think our, I don't think our friends in North Korea are playing a lot of games. Well, this... They're, they're, no they're a little more worried about other things. They need like to be more eating, specific. It just says Korea. And oppression. <laughs> things like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, speaking about oppression, <laughs> Blizzard is apparently giving serious consideration to the mandatory use Gosh. of authenticators. Wow. So an authenticator is like a little keychain device that has a <laughs> yeah. digital number that pops out on it, and basically you have to type in whatever that number is in order to log into your account. Yeah, it's it's basically just an additional layer of security. Uh, that uh, I think God was it a couple years back, uh, Blizzard introduced it. So, so it's been around, but now they're thinking about making it a mandatory thing. Yeah, which like when you go I'm kind of wondering why, I mean, how are they going to do that? I mean, that's an additional cost to the player. They'd have to uh, eat it for existing I players. They're going to make it free. Oh, my God. Who's Hello. this? Who are you? I have returned from the land of babies. <laughs> Did you say his name in the mirror three times? <laughs> oh, one bloody mark, two bloody mark, three bloody mark. <laughs> no! I read Fire and damnation <laughs> upon mankind. Well, well, <coughs> excuse me. I know you know what. It must have been. He must have knew we were going to start talking about Blizzard because <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the only time when Mark really gives a rat's ass. That shit bored the hell out of me. But um, <laughs> yeah, when you talk about you know two two forms of uh, identification to log into a game, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, very own that's right. You are about security. security. Yeah. Doesn't this say something about their current security measures? They're, they're like completely inadequate yeah i guess so but it, i think it also says something about the fact that they're they have the most at stake of any you know they have this huge user base so and and also because the game is actually not failing and doing server consolidations it's like actually the 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 in-game currency actually has some real world value with some kind of conversion so 
think it says something about that, but I don't know. I uh, guess how much how much do these authenticators cost? Six dollars, but I think they're thinking of providing them free. Well, they should. I mean, if they're, they're going to make them mandatory, they yeah. they really should make them free. Yeah. I I think there's like a one for WoW and one for the Blizzard net thing too. They're the the battle net. The Blizzard. Well, but they're both Blizzard fans. I'm sorry. That's. Aren't they, aren't they the same account now? <laughs> yeah. So you really just need the one. Yeah, but I think like if you had if you had one for WoW, because these were available previously by yeah, choice, yeah. opt in or whatever. I think you can convert it or have it work with BattleNet too. So mm-hmm. or you can well you'd have to or you can get the BattleNet one. So right, but uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's also there's an app you can download to your iPhone or some other select smartphones. There's an app so for that. There's an app for that. So your app will do the same thing. So because your cell phone is you know essentially a second form of authentication you know your phone is unique to you maybe that's how they'll do it free they yeah. won't do the product yeah maybe so you could you could get well, the yeah, app for but your that, phone what about the people who don't have an iphone or well there's a couple other i think there's another smartphone right now but i think it'd be like maybe like the droid. Droid. droid droid they'd give you like they'd have a window for three months that you go to the website and you request and you could get it for free or you can do the apple path and then after that you have to pay for it yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, maybe what I, I just I just think it's a shitty solution all around. I've, I mean, what if you lose that? You're screwed. Pretty much, you are screwed. And and I use that for work for VPN authentication. And one of the guys at work lost his once, and it was a major bummer for him because we had to. Fortunately, we had a bunch on stock in stock. But yeah, if you lose that, you're locked out of your your game account till you get the replacement. <laughs> or I guess yeah. Uh, that's pretty bad. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's progress. Yes, yeah. it is progress, <laughs> I guess. Welcome to tomorrow. All right, let's get on to a little bit of the general gaming news. Yes. Rockstar San Diego. They are the people behind Midnight Club Los Angeles and more recently what's coming up from them is Red Dead Redemption. A and I'm really looking forward to that game. Yeah, even though it's I keep, sweet. Although I keep hearing that because of all this recent stuff that it's a total mess. But it looked really cool. I was kind of looking forward to seeing like some kind of Grand Theft Auto-ish format set in a Western yeah, exactly. environment, mm-hmm. which I thought was a really cool idea. But... Well, all is not well. No. Lacking family benefits for these employees, the wives, the spouses. It says wives. Maybe there are some husbands in there. The determined, <laughs> devoted wives of Rockstar San Diego employees have posted an open letter to Rockstar. Well, okay, no, let me let me just let me clarify this for you. Women don't know how to program. Oh, oh. I'll just leave you with that. Let me, no. let me one moment, let me go get my wife that um <laughs> Former programmer and uh, <laughs> women don't know how to use computers. <laughs> she might stab him. Hey, this is my last show. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go out with a bang. Come on. <laughs> so they allege rock stars kept its employees in a permanent state of crunch time since March 2009, oh. mandating six day work weeks of 12 hours a day, mandatory. Wow, and even benefits such as donuts. 
eliminated. <laughs> no more donuts. Save, to cut. Mm. Save. Only, Hosts. only the people who reach the carrot on the stick shall have the donut. <laughs> <laughs> so, comp vacation time have been recouped by the company, and that since doctors' offices are typically closed on Sunday, those working six days a week must utilize a sick day on a Saturday. Wow. In order to visit their doctor. And when they do that, they're treated like you're slowing us down. Lepers. <laughs> you know, it seems like if they really wanted to optimize their their operation, what they could do is subdivide every cube that the people are in to make more room for the people in the sweatshop, like the little kids they could bring in to yes. work on basic textiles. Or all the code monkeys that, yeah. you know... Seems like put they, a thousand monkeys in a room and let them just type away for a while. They'll they'll eventually be able to program Red Dead Redemption, right? You would, one would think. Well, that's quite unfortunate. Uh, there was a response uh, from Rockstar uh, that said, "We do not agree with the allegations in the Gamma Sutra post. Um, for example, there have been no reduction in health benefits or ancillary benefits with, and perks." such as free dinner, dinners and massages, etc. Massages. Wage increases across the studio have kept track with the cost of living increases, and anyone who feels that they have been overlooked for a bonus for a game they worked on, please contact Human Resources to discuss as soon as possible. So, sorry for any, any listeners. So basically, if you come to us, you're fired! Yeah. I want to complain about yeah. my... Please, work, please out yourself so we can yes. fire you as soon as possible. Identify, self-identify immediately. Yeah. You will, they will be dealt with. I mean, they will be counseled. I mean, they will be reprogrammed. I mean, they will be fired. <laughs> they will be reprogrammed. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> um, your V-chip needs some tuning. The International Game Developers Association issued its own public re- public response. Basically a condemnation. Which reads, uh, the IGDA finds the practice of the undisclosed and constant overtime to be deceptive, exploitative, and ultimately harmful, not only to developers, but to their final product and the industry as a whole. While our, re- while our research shows that many studios have found ways to preserve quality of life for their employees, unhealthy practices are still far too common in our industry. Especially the having to have sex with your supervisor three times a day. Yeah, Boy, and, then, and, then, and then she turns around and sues you for sexual harassment. Yeah, I was like, what the I hell? I hate you that. thankless little bitch. I hate that. <laughs> Alrighty. I don't know, this kind of sucks, especially because I really like a lot of the games that come out of Rockstar in general. And well, This is Rockstar San Diego. They roll different down there. <laughs> they roll a little bit different down there. <laughs> their microclimate. They're yeah. hardcore. Constantly consistent yeah. weather and a naval presence. Boy, there are a lot of strip clubs in San Diego. Maybe they're just doing the best thing they can and keeping them out of there. Maybe the how the, the wives shouldn't be so unhappy. <laughs> Who knows where their husbands would go if they had leisure time. Leisure time. That's true. They'd be out whoring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drinking and whoring. What Drinking else are they going to do? Getting lap dances. Man. Well, you're right. Maybe Rockstar is doing them a service. I think so. I think these wives should just be happy. Mark, I, I never... Yeah, that's... Man. Buck up. <laughs> Buck the fuck Buck up, up, little troopers. <laughs> so, Noah, what's going on in the world of Nintendo? Whee! 
<laughs> that about sums it up. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. <laughs> and that ends Next. our <laughs> no. We has finally become Netflix compliant. It's been rumored for <laughs> about of. a year. First it was the 360, then it was the PS3, and now Nintendo Wii will have Netflix video streaming on its console. It's going to be a disc-based solution, I believe, like the PS3, since there's not a lot of hard drive space to work with on the uh, Wii. Like none. Yeah, it is <laughs> virtually a none. And like, plus I guess they ship you a disc that you load. They do. That's how the yeah. PS3 version works. But there's something, and I'm not sure listeners correct me on this if you know. It seems like there's some kind of caveat that it's most of the movies that would be available. Well, yeah, that's kind of how it is on Xbox. Is Live it like that well. there too? There's yeah. a limitation. Um, yeah, there there is. I haven't used it personally, but I think it also works similar to the Zoom service that they're offering on Xbox Live now, where you get like a limited set of titles. Some you can rent, some you have to just outright buy. Um, I actually watched a, I watched a video of using the Zoom service uh, when I was staying at my. Uh, sister-in-laws because we were getting some housework done on the house Mm -hmm. and um, it worked very well I was pleasantly surprised by how well it worked Um, and a lot of people are you know a lot of people use the Netflix service over or Xbox Live and 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 the PS3 uh, network as well so um, you know I see this as a great thing for for Nintendo users um, it's just God. It's taken him this long to figure out how to do it. Yeah, I, I was undertaking a study of how best to revamp my upstairs media center. You know, so I'm currently using a hacked Xbox for streaming videos. <gasps> well, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh wait anyway. a minute! That's my my hacked Xbox. It is your hacked Xbox, <laughs> stolen from Jason's garage. Yes, yes. Um, and and. And it looks to me like the problem across all platforms is you don't get the five one six one or seven one audio. That's right. Yeah. No matter what, even if even if your Xbox three hundred and sixty is totally you know plugged in with the right. HDMI cable and plays its own games in surround sound, you That's don't get weird. it with this. The one that might work is that boxy product that's that's coming out as both as both downloadable. As a like, I think there's like a Linux distro and a Windows app and a Mac app or something. But then Netgear's making an appliance that's got it kind of loaded on it too. It won like, it won one of the best products in the CES thing, huh. com- Consumer Electronics Show. And that I think is going to be the killer because it does a whole bunch of stuff, including Netflix with the. Surround sound. I believe I gotta do some more fact research, but that's, that's that would be cool. That's where I'm headed. How much do they know? How much that's gonna cost? I don't know yet. You know, because um, that's gonna be a big factor. I bet it's around two hundred bucks. I would estimate. Mm. It but, might take a while for. Yeah, but you can also download the, You can also download the software and put it on an old PC or something. As long as you've got a good audio card and video card, and it'll do that's HD. Good point. And of the platforms, if you're just gonna do Netflix, the only way to get like the the HD um, video, it only works on the Xbox 360 so far. So mm. I don't think the PlayStation 3 currently has that. Definitely not the Wii. So. Yeah, it doesn't. It's too much data. Yeah. It's too bad. They're so close to having a really killer app there if they could just get the sound and the 
the video up. What else is going on in the world of we? <laughs> well, this is one thing that everybody's been rumor-mongering about for at least the last year or two, including, or particularly especially, financial analysts like Michael Pachter, is that Nintendo is on the verge of announcing and releasing a new version of the Wii, whether it's an HD successor or it's a brand new machine, some true successor to the Wii. Is it going to be called the Wii the Plus? E? <laughs> or the Z? The way that I've always joked about it is that it'll be called the Wii 2. T-O-O. Oh, that's cute. It seems like something stupid. (laughs) But of course, Reggie, who loves to go out and even say contradictory statements in the same interview, this one he didn't do it. He said, we're confident, just to remind you, Reggie is the Nintendo of America president. He said, we're confident the Wii Home Entertainment Console has a very long life in front of it. Basically, don't hold your breath if you think there's going to be another one. And... 2009 was a huge year of slowdown for Nintendo, both in hardware sales and software sales. All these third parties tried to release games. They all flopped for the most part. This is true. Hardware sales, month after month after month, were down month over month over month until miraculously in December, the sales were up like 30 or 40% year over year uh, compared to December the previous month. They're like, oh, oh my gosh, well, let's turn around. This is after Nintendo president... Satoru Iwata said a couple months prior, we has lost its charm and it's in a downturn and we're not sure what's going to happen next. And then they have one good month of sales and like, oh, problem solved. New Super Mario Brothers Wii's out. And right, right. We sold a whole bunch of hardware all of a sudden that was a better than last year. I don't think that's true. The mastermind behind the Wii pulse-taking device. <laughs> yeah. That's going to give it a really long... It's going to give it a boost. Gonna it with the you life. know what, Natal? Screw that. But if you know screw what somebody's that. pulse is, you've got biorhythm power. That's right. That's right. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor, poor Nintendo. I, lo- I love them. I love them as a... I, I love a lot of the games that they have put out over the years... I just don't know where they're going. I don't know what they're doing. I have no idea. Uh, was a pretty good article on GameSpy um, going over the role of religion in video games. Um, there are actually quite a few people who wouldn't talk about this. Um, some developers came out and, and talked about it. Uh, they were interviewed for this article. Uh, Peter Molyu, who is the creative director of Microsoft Game Studios Europe and Lionhead Studios, said that there cannot be a hotter potato than this hot potato. Religion is one of those things where if you're specific about it, you're going to get yourself in a mountain of trouble. He suggests you have to be very, very careful. Um, and... You know, he's created, like, a bunch of games, like these god games, like Black and White. Populous. A uh, populous. That... utterly screwed for me. Yeah, I know. That was so fun. Beat my cow to death. Well, not to death. He that made was fun, though. I mean, your cow was so nice, and he he was treating all your villagers was... with respect, and it was such a peaceful place. And then I came down and played for about a half hour or so. Slapped the cow whenever he did something Slapped the good. cow, and the cow just <laughs> right. started... Turning into this evil cow. He would hurl my villagers. 
Yeah, he started tossing the villagers around. Awesome. That was fun. <laughs> Had a black aura around him. <laughs> I just remember I remember walking upstairs and kind of just laughing to myself a little bit after <laughs> I did that. Um but yeah, you know, the his, his a lot of his games have to do with, you know, a lot of religious connotations. There are religious connotations in um the Assassin's Creed 2 series. Um Ubisoft Montreal. They Did could, it guide you to Christ? Well, no, they they couldn't be reached for comment, oh. except for they referred him to their statement that they put at the very beginning of their game, saying that their game was developed by, you know, many different people of different cultures and beliefs and 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 whatnot. But Assassin the the Assassin's Creed series is definitely a one of those. I mean, you may not know it up front, but the way that it ends up turning out is it's very controversial as far as its take on religion hmm. <clears throat> and what Adam and Eve really mean and what the apple really stands for. And is that from like Assassin's Creed 1 or 2? Both. Yeah. Both. So it's, uh, yeah, it's very hot, hot button topic for them as well. Um, you know, things like this have been going on for ages where you have games like you know Dungeons and Dragons comes out and you have the ability to worship different gods and 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 I think in even in Ever I think like EverQuest 2 has some kind of yeah uh system there That's right it's vague I'm vaguely I mean it's not like it's not like hugely pro- prevalent or anything like that but there are deities that you know, you can worship, and then, like, even in Warhammer Online, yeah. they have all these, go- you know, yeah, different gods. That's you who know, we that worship, huh? Yes. yes. Cain. <laughs> exactly, you were disciples of Cain, and... It's pretty sweet. Spreading my message through fear and de- destruction. Yes, lots yes. of benefits. Yeah, lots of good benefits. <laughs> Low <there>. overhead. <laughs> yeah, definitely good. You have games beauty. like um, Dante's Inferno um, that's going to come out, which is no doubt going to bring this topic up uh, even more. It's like, do, do, does religion really belong in a video game? Does it serve any purpose um, other than to, you know, generate game sales and cause controversy? Um, I think, you know, my personal opinion on it is I think as long as it's not, like, totally in your face all the time and they don't make it, like, the central focus point of what they're trying to do, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't have a major issue with it. Um, you know, I, I think that they can use it to, to, you know, advance a story. Such a... But as long as... I just don't, you know... It's kind of like... I think it's like the whole separation of church and state kind of thing. Right. You know. It's a damn good literary device, you know, in general. And so it... Since games are essentially a way of telling a story, it, unless they suck, right? It, it seems like it, you know, it's something that could show up in a game and, you know, add some, add some value, help help keep things going. Honestly, I don't, I don't see, I don't see this as being any different than like having you know political views being expressed in video games either. Yeah. You know, you have like all these games that have you know, weird politics and propaganda um, yeah. issues that show up. Um, you know, games like even like Fallout 3 had a bunch of, you know, political... Red faction. Messages 
kind of inserted into it. You have Red Faction, uh, Modern Warfare 2, of course. You, you know, you can't, um, you know, play that game Pagel. without seeing... <laughs> yes, Pagel. <laughs> Pagel is God. Pagel, yeah. There's it only is. one message there. Pagel, Pagel is, is God. <laughs> There is no denying it, and I and I serve I serve at the altar. Seek peace through Pagel. I serve and <laughs> and I give at the altar of Pagel many times. In fact, I went back to the altar of Pagel. Did you begged its forgiveness for for being, for being away for so long? Yeah, it was pretty pathetic. Um, former EA exec claims that Electronic Arts is in the wrong business. And they're eventually just doing a crappy job overall. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like I like I love it when that happens. It's like, oh their numbers are down. Time to come out of the woodwork. <laughs> <laughs> Kick them while they're down. Ex head of the mobile division. Yeah. Yes. Mitch Lasky. I am Mitch Lasky and I'm angry. To quote him directly, he said, EA is in the wrong business with the wrong cost structure and the wrong team, but somehow they seem to think that it's going to be a smooth two year transition from packaged goods to digital. Think again. This is in reaction to EA's most recent Hail Mary type activities where they laid off 1,500 people and then bought out, was it Playfish? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Digital Games Maker. It's funny, too, because his he was the previous head of EA's mobile division. Well, I've never heard of EA's mobile division. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of telling that he's the former head. Maybe if I'd heard of them. It would have been more of a... Maybe he'd have been around in EA. I don't know. I'm not saying anything other than maybe... Now, there are facts behind it. The analysts are beaten down on EA. Analysts. That's what we call them here. When EA announced its fiscal plan for 2010 to 11, it's basically set its expectations. Like, set your expectations really low because <laughs> the last two years we've kind of sucked and we don't want to give you another. And so the analysts are like, this is bullcrap. Right. They have a lot of great games that are coming out this year. Even if they don't have Star Wars, The Old Republic coming out during this fiscal year, they're going to do great. And they want, they're underreporting, they're underpredicting so that they don't have to say, okay, guys, get ready for another crappy holiday season. And so they can say, hey, we've outperformed our expectations. Well, they do have a lineup that's Better. coming up, which is going to be yeah, pretty awesome. You know, pretty awesome. And it'll hopefully, you know, turn things around a little bit for them. Um, Army of Two, the, the latest Army of Two sequel just came out. Yeah. Uh, Mass Effect Two is on its way in a, in a few weeks. Mm hmm. Uh, Battlefield, Bad Company Two, um, so you know you've got you've got some game changers there, which will you know hopefully turn things. And around. I'm sure they'll have a bunch of surprises announced at E3. No doubt. No. They said they're going to have another Sims game. They're going to have another Raving Rabbits game. Those are always big sellers for them as well. Oh, guess what? We need another Sims game. <laughs> Thank God for that. Well, and then there's also that multiplayer Assassin's Creed. Wait, no, I'm getting mixed up. My Ubisoft with my EA. Right, right, I know. Yeah, but I couldn't believe that announcement either. I have no idea what they're going to... How are they going to make that work? Apparently we're going to get to find out really soon. They're going to release a multiplayer episode I, of Assassin's Creed. The only thing I can kind of come up it with just is... just boggles my mind. I'm it might like, be how? similar to the Splinter Cell Spies versus Mercenaries mode, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who knows? I mean, a bunch of assassins running around? That doesn't make sense. Maybe one assassin running around and everybody else trying to kill him? <laughs> Maybe? But speaking of Ubisoft... Fear the Assassin, that's what they'll call it. 
There'll be a comb involved. Whoever has the comb gets tackled. Once the comb is wrenched from their grasp, then the, the next yes. person becomes the assassin to be smeared. <laughs> I know I'm a visionary. I know. I know. You're all in awe. That's okay. You, take a moment. You Just need take to go, a moment. You take need to go in. work for EA, Mark. Take it all in. Maybe the mobile division. <laughs> <laughs> It'll work as a great iPhone game. <laughs> yeah, it probably would. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of Ubisoft, Noah, yeah. you before we before we got off on that Oops. tangent, <laughs> I made a mistake. Ubisoft, with the, so a lot of companies last year, delayed their games from the holiday because they were really worried about Modern Warfare Two just blowing away any potential of selling anything. Which it did. Yeah, so a lot of companies delayed their games into first quarter of 2010. Ubisoft has decided in their fiscal year plan. Guess what? We're going to be delaying Splinter Cell Conviction yet again. Ooh. But not as long this time, only until April. And their World War II strategy title RUSE, capital R-U-S-E it's an acronym for something was bumped out of the fiscal year entirely uh, and it's moved into sometime in 2011. Even this is all, uh, basically this means that Ubisoft did not have good results from last year, even with Assassin's Creed selling getting to 6 million units, the Ubisoft's other tactic was to make a lot of casual games for Wii and DS, which if you follow <laughs> Wii and DS, you know that's jillions of games that have the word pets with a Z at the end Sweet. on them. And imagine Ballerina, imagine Firefighter, crap like that. Sales there on those types of games You mean are those down. games don't sell very well? Well, they must have sold well in 2008 because then Ubisoft kept making them. But they were down 50% in 2009. Uh. So <laughs> Ubisoft <laughs> said the 2010-2011 lineup, which is stronger in franchises for Xbox 360 and PS3, reflects our refocusing efforts and should enable us to both win market share and enhance our profitability. Uh, they said with a view to refer, with a view to further reducing our exposure to the DS, which is where there was a, lots of those crap games. <laughs> basically, basically that means we're no longer interested in developing for the DS. Yeah, we intend to continue to refocus our development resources on our major franchises and on the Xbox 360 and PS3, the two consoles which are expected to see sales growth in games for gamers in 2010. Oh man. Oh, burn, Nintendo. Yes. That, Don't worry. No, that pretty much said that there's like another, there's a developer right there that was basically just telling you that um, we have no confidence in the Wii or the DS which anymore. Which EA has said, which Capcom has said, and oh. someone else that I, is slipping my mind, Sega has also said the same thing. Sega! They're all like, yeah, um, that's a unique and complex market, that Nintendo Wii, Nintendo DS. Uh, good luck, everybody else. Oh, boy. Not good. Not good at all. Um, interesting. This is really interesting. Kind of. Well, 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 you know, this this is kind of not, it's non-gaming related, but yet it, it, but it could be. Related, uh, Supreme Court um, is going to hear the case of American Needle versus the NFL in the case. Um, needle, 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 needle. It has to do with, uh, actually it has to do with licensing for uniforms, uniforms and uh, shirts, hats, things like that. Gear. Gear. Gear that you could wear for, for NFL franchises. Um, the players themselves. Basically it's like an exclusive, exclusivity 
um, issue that Reebok has with with the yeah, NFL. NFL signed an exclusive agreement with Reebok for Reebok to make all of those things, and so American Needle's like, whoa, 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 whoa! This is a violation of what is the law? It's something mix something. There's some law that says <laughs> section the one of the Sherman, the Sherman Antitrust Act. Act. The Sherman Act. You there we fool. go. Isn't that obvious to you? As a <laughs> as a constant it's player of lawyer games, that's so true. Many years since I learned about the Sherman Act. Have those games taught you nothing, Noah? I haven't touched in Sherman Act since like civics or social studies in high school. So what that says, I can summarize it for you if you'd like, Mark. It says Ooh, that he's going to bust out his wicked lawyering these skills. These types on of exclusive us. agreements can only occur when it's a single entity, right? And, and since NFL teams are privately owned, since all yeah thirty some of them are privately owned, them making this exclusive exclusivity agreement is shutting out competition. And it's illegal because it's giving Reebok a monopolistic, so to speak, grip on the NFL. So if American Needle wins, that means that no longer, that sets a precedence that the NFL cannot treat itself as a singular entity in terms of each team can then decide on which way they want to go. So what this potentially means for games is that if, if this passes, then say EA wants to make... Madden NFL 2011, it would have the potential of having like 20 teams who sign on with EA to to do Madden NFL 2011. And 12 that don't. And then the remaining 12 don't. And the remaining 12 might sign with like another game. Take two, perhaps. Um, that's wow. created by somebody else. Yeah. And so you wouldn't have like a full... Compliment. Compliment of teams oh, um, or in, in, a, least, in an NFL game. Or, you know, same thing could happen for to, to a baseball game, maybe, or or so uh, set a or massive hockey. precedent. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, there, were, there could be multiple <laughs> NFL games with the full roster, like it used to be. Yeah, or, or we could get, hopefully, what would be the, the best of both worlds, which would be multiple games the way it used to be yeah. with all the franchises, and then you'd have competition again as opposed to just having yeah, yeah. franchise crap. You know, yeah. Madden. So if, like, Madden 2010. Madden 2011. Wow. Madden 2012. Yeah, that's... What would you guys, what would you prefer the solution to be? I would prefer that they made it so EA couldn't just exclusively make video games for yeah. you know with the NFL tag on it I I think uh, you know honestly I back in the day I I used to play NFL 2K5 I think it was and I thought it was far superior to Madden um in every way yeah and it, I I liked it a lot better I thought that the competition between the two is causing each iteration to be better right and so I think it's only, you know, it only make it a good thing for for the players. I don't want to see it kind of go down like this where yeah. You know, you'd have like split across different Yeah, teams. you know. It, it would be kind of funny though. What if they had like 31 teams involved and then like <laughs> and the, one hold like, up. like the Lions The Lions like, <laughs> we're not going to do it. Well, the Lions aren't going to do it and then, you know, but nobody really cares anyway because the Lions suck so, so bad. They they, the, they shouldn't they may as well not even the, be in the league anyway. So just out of spite they make the Detroit Kitties. <laughs> You're right. Right. Yeah, they'll have to create like some kind of fantasy franchise yeah. to replace them, of course. That's hilarious. And so that's what they do. Yeah, I, I think that yeah, that that could <laughs> that Crazy. could happen. But it just might work. <laughs> it just might happen. Well, talking about weird shit that might happen, let's get into some weird gaming news. Yeah. 
First up in the weird news, we've tracked down where some of the folks who abandoned the Diablo 3 Blizzard team ended Ro- up. Rogue Diablo 2 developers. Yeah. We have, let's see, the lead producer for Diablo 3. We have the art lead for World of Warcraft and art director of Diablo 3. In other words, the source of the rainbows. And senior <laughs> programmer from Diablo 3. Rainbows. And they, kittens? <laughs> they've all made a company called... Booyah. Booyah! Booyah! So what would these brilliant minds come up with? But Obviously a click-and-kill game yeah. similar to Diablo with a dark fantasy overtone. You would think so, but instead for all this art, senior art talent and brain trust action, we get a crappy iPhone app game <laughs> that's basically a rip-off of Gowalla and but Foursquare. But there are no crappy iPhone apps. Oh my god. <laughs> now, what's interesting about Gowalla and Foursquare, and I know about these because I profiled them for my work, is what what all three of these games do, Gowalla, Foursquare, and Booyah's My Town, is it uses your iPhone or a similar smartphone's GPS locator for you to check in the places that you go to, whether it's a restaurant or a store or a park. And the idea for GoWall and Foursquare is you check in the places so your friends know where you're at and they can join you if you want them to stalk you like that. Hmm. Foursquare adds a game ability where if you check in the most at a business, then you become the mayor for that store. And if they're part of the go, the whole Foursquare program, that means they may give you like a 10% discount on drinks or a free dessert or whatever. So being a mayor, a mayor of a place is cool. And it only lasts until someone checks in more times than you. What Booyah does is they take it, instead of focusing on the social networking side first, they take it from the Monopoly side, this game side, where you can check into businesses and you can buy them with in-game currency and then other people to come and check into them if they haven't... Uh, if they're not the owners, then they pay you rent. And so you purchase buildings throughout the neighborhood, the the places that you go to. Although there's like a cap on it right now. You can only like get 20 <laughs> for some reason. You can get 20 businesses. And, You're making my brain hurt. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's basically all you do is you go and you, you check I in still the places. Don't get it. And sometimes there's treasure chests according to your phone of items and cash that you can get by checking into certain places. Wow. That's what these... Blizzard folks, this particular set of Blizzard folks is working on. It sounds like they've actually topped the boringness of Mafia Wars and Vampires on Facebook. Or Farmville! <laughs> or Farmville! And Mr. Pardo of Blizzard Entertainment, he's acting as a advisor to this company, so who knows, maybe he's gonna jump ship too. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> well, at least Warlocks wouldn't be overpowered anymore. <laughs> so Mark, tell, tell us about the Avatar effect. Well... It appears that... Um, have you seen Avatar, by the way? I haven't. I have seen it, but not not in its full glory. You downloaded it? Yeah. I need to see it in 3D. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool looking. Um, so I guess I just don't know. I uh, That's why I need you guys to talk me through this, because so I, I don't understand. Without spoiling the entire premise of this James Because I'd never do that to you, Mark. Super movie, which <laughs> is currently the number two... Biggest movie of all time, right behind Titanic, another James Cameron movie. Um, Frankly, I don't get it personally. So, so the the story takes place on a what's described as a utopian planet, where the planet's kind of alive, and the people, the the race, the indigenous race there, that's sentient. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of different wildlife, but they're all able to tap into this network 
so to speak, with the planet. Are you, like, spoiling the movie for anybody who's not seen it so well, far? Isn't that, like, uh, uh, revealed, like, near the end of the movie? Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, the last half hour of a three-hour movie. Be- <laughs> delayed spoiler alert. <laughs> God. <laughs> Way to go, Mark. <laughs> so I don't care. I don't really plan on seeing it. And even well, if hopefully I, we don't get any listeners pissed off. Mark. Even if I do it. Maybe I'll know. just edit this that This probably out. really means Should nothing to me. No no, 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 no. Let's continue on. Um, I'll just so edit anyway, that out. Like, that's well, the well let's get to the point of this, this article okay, that, that you it's found. It's a very compelling world to live in. Right. With very cool characters. And it's beautiful. It. I mean, I, I'm thinking of writing a little article for the website about how it's like the it's like watching um a, a really well done Zanger Marsh um from World of Warcraft. It's like I mean there's a lot of things that are similar in the art direction I see to World of Warcraft zones and especially some of the beautiful ones like the Tree of Souls is there's something just like that in the Wrath of the Lich King for instance like in appearance. Anyway. Wow. So Anyway, it's just really a beautiful, compelling world. With it's really positive and heartwarming, and the you know the races like they're like this Native American kind of tribute thing. Or yeah, definitely. Um, so it's a utopian thing, and what's happening are people are coming out of the movie and going into a deep depression because. They want to be in that world, and they can't be in that world. <laughs> They're, and 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 in the in this the backstory is is that the Earth is this dying planet where humanity has consumed all the natural resources, and so they've come to this planet, Pandora, to mine it basically to for mine this the rare most ridiculous thing ever, unobtainium. Yeah, if that's not stupid writing, then yeah, it's, it's like apex. God, you know that was like marked in the script as we must find a better word, and then like. They were like, we got so many 3D things we got to work on. We're never going to, we might as well just leave unobtainium in there. I love this. It says, fans have flooded the internet with their confused feelings. On the site Avatar Forums, the topic, ways to cope with the depression of the dream of Pandora being intangible, has more than 1,000 posts. In a similar forum, one user wrote, When I woke up this morning after watching Avatar for the first time yesterday, the world seemed gray. It just seems so meaningless. I still I still don't really see any reason to keep doing things at all. I live in a dying world. On another site, one fan was even more affected, admitting, I've even contemplated suicide, thinking that if I do it, I will be rebirthed in a world similar to Pandora. Wow. So this is really having this much of an effect on people. I, I'm shocked. Yeah, it's like the Avatar Blues... <laughs> I've got the avatar blues. <laughs> so uh yeah, I just saw this as a interesting story to share. I wonder if like the video but why, game I mean why is it really that compelling? Is it that mind-blowing to people that they I don't think so. It's a fairly predictable story, just uh-huh. you know, graphically beautiful and and fun and I, I guess I'll have it's to a James Cameron movie. I mean you know. Oh yeah, I like I like James Cameron movies. Yeah, I would like to see the 3D IMAX version. I'd love to see a that's... sequel to True Lies. I, I think uh, that's like one of my favorite action movies of all time. Yeah, would be very cool. Mm. I don't know that I'd commit suicide after watching it though. I've never felt suicidal after watching a movie before, but <laughs> maybe if I saw it in the theater, it would happen for me too. To realize the dream. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you know how there's been a general backlash against video games for some time now where you know you'll hear from some religious zealot out there who's uh you know goes off on you know a tangent saying you know oh, like games like modern warfare 2 or mass effect teach our kids wrong values and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. or you'll hear some crazy politician going off on this particular video game or that well the latest person to rail against video games kind of came from an unexpected source. Oh, really? Was it like a... Was it like that chick from The uh, View? No. Or was it like a, some conservative <laughs> right-wing no, neo-Nazi? No, Mark. Porn, porn king Ron Jeremy. What? Ron Jeremy? <laughs> the most whipped attractive his, man ever born? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Whipped out his, <laughs> his 12-foot dick and slapped the video game industry in the face with it. Uh, during Before or the, after uh, uh, the... Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this happened during the con- <laughs> Consumer Electronics Show, um, and it was a uh, debate on the ins and outs of pornography in the age of the Internet. And um, Ron Jeremy insisted that, um, you know, well, we don't want kids to watch porn. He says... And he says, and if they do, he'd added, there are far worse influences out there, like video games. Studies have shown that violent video games are a much bigger negative influence on kids. Well, well said. Uh, So basically, you know, the solution is, you know, take away those video games, but, you know, let's stick little Johnny in front of the TV and let him watch... uh, Driving Miss Daisy. I love the part where he's like, he's like, you know, of course we don't want people under eighteen to watch porn, but if they do, <laughs> <laughs> It'd be much should that than accidentally happen due to the fact that it's incredibly easy? Yeah, he points readily available on Skinamax. Yeah, and, and then he says that that's the parents' fault. Yeah, that the parents aren't doing a good enough job monitoring things, and they need to catch up with technology, and they need to take care of their kids. Whenever I'm faced with a parenting dilemma, I tend to say, well, what would Ron Jeremy do? (laughs) (laughs) Then, as I'm fondling myself, looking for a fluffer, (laughs) my wife comes in and says, hey, uh, what are you doing? I'm working on my parenting skills. What do you think I'm doing? And, you know, one thing leads to another, and, well, well, anyway. So, so, Speaking about porno... Yeah, it looks like the porn industry is uh, preparing to tiptoe into 3D video. Not jumping in full bore like no, you think no. they would. The porn industry is usually the first to jump into major technologies, but 3D stuff's a little expensive to make. Most adult movies cost 25 to 40k to make. 3D movies. <laughs> what um, a what a massive budget. Well <laughs> but 3D that is a huge budget. Adds a 30% upcharge, so that'd be. Another five to ten thousand bucks, maybe. Think of the money shots, though. Think of it. <laughs> Just think of it. And plus, it's not so much 3D as it is the glasses. People, <laughs> according to June, don't want to wear. I don't. I don't know who June's. What June's first name? Oh, Ali June, mm-hmm. founder of Dis- Digital Playground, said, "People don't want to be encumbered by eyewear when viewing a film." That's true. Especially a porno. That's why 3D still sucks to this day. I would think if it was like some kind of like um, glove thing you had to wear to to help you with your 3D movie, that might be an <laughs> encumbrance. But I don't understand the whole glasses thing personally. Right. I mean, I 
3D just, I mean, that's why 3D has sucked. You just don't like, since, since it, like, what was it, not introduced, like, in the 1950s or something yeah. like that? I mean, 3D sucked back then. It sucks now. And it's all well, because it's of the glasses. Oh, blue sure it is. Glasses. Sure it is. But you still, you know, you're wearing these glasses and then you just... But, you know, at least you don't feel like an ass because everybody else in the theater has to wear them, too. But it sucks when you already wear glasses and you have to wear glasses on top of glasses. That yes. really sucks. Yeah, I've often yes. wondered about that, like, you know, why they don't have, I don't know, something that sticks out farther so that the majority of the people that come to the movies with glasses and don't realize... Well, they used to have those gigantic, supersized yellow glasses, but yeah. now they've made them more... Now they look like sunglasses with yeah. just clear... You know, lenses, but... And the, the home TV solutions that they're making are actually require battery charges, and they actually flip oh, back and forth. It's a shutter frame It's thing. a shutter frame thing. And that's really expensive. Like, the glasses alone are going to be 70 bucks a pop. I don't. I really don't understand the 3D technology. It's like, if you can just show it on a screen in a theater, and it's 3D if you wear the glasses, then why do you have to have a special TV to show it if you have glasses at home? Like, why? That I don't understand I don't understand either. that. Like I don't know what's going does, on there. But apparently in CS there were glasses free 3D displays, but they were huh. headache inducing. So eventually, once those are well designed, I'm sure the porn will be all will be It'll far be and in wide. your face. If it was just glasses that where you didn't have to look in a monitor where the glasses showed the whole thing in 3D and there was no So it was in the glasses. So themselves. then you could watch the porn in the privacy of your home. I could like do that at work. That'd be really you could. cool. Like just kind of, you know, and they wow. never know. I'm just, just wearing, wearing my shades, glasses. checking out my spreadsheets. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. spreadsheets. Oh, checking yeah. out my spreadsheets. Close office, office door. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I think we should just end it on that note. Yeah. There's no, a few things that we there's can something follow. far worse to end it with than that. Far worse. Far worse? What could be worse than that? A sign of the apocalypse, perhaps? What sign is that? Project Runway, the video game. Left, right, left, right. Oh, my God. Make sure you walk your model down the runway to the beat. <laughs> oh, my God. I, like, I thought cheerleading games were, like, the height of, like, you know... Yes. Power in this Project this world. Runway, the video game. Where? Don't expect me to have any reports on playing this game. So when uh, can we expect a report? Yeah, when, when can we expect your review? I, I, I read that implication when you brought up my cheerleading games. <laughs> it will it will tout we ballot board support for runway walking appearances from Tim Gunn, Heidi Klum, Nina Garcia, and Michael Kors, plus reigning Project Runway winner Irina Shabanyeva. You can do makeup. Don't you can do makeup. Eyeliner. Eyeliner. You can ma make up your model. Yeah, you go through the whole garment design thing. Yeah, I just make a thong. It'd be awesome. Pretty much. That that's what I do. Thong, da, thong, thong, thong. And people wonder. Hmm. People wonder why the Wii is. See, this is what Ron Jeremy <laughs> was talking about. To. This is exactly <laughs> what he was talking about. This is these. This game is going to corrupt miners. I like in one of the comments, this is over in Kotaku, uh, from Easily, surely we'll have such mini games as racking your line of cocaine as straight as you can, <laughs> <laughs> hamburger dodging, dodging, balancing your lap dog in your handbag, 
getting out of the sports cars without revealing you are commando and chasing down the thief who stole your sex tape. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, no, that, that no, actually, those are really if those were in there. I those totally were funny ideas, and, yeah. and if they were in there, that might be a game that those, I'd play. Those are some mini games that I would play, definitely. <laughs> oh, the vomitorium. <laughs> to maintain the size. Yes, you had, yeah, yeah, exactly. You got to go in the bathroom and throw up <laughs> right before the a other big models show. to get to the toilet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you got to use the Wii remote it. to like yeah. to sh- yeah. simulate. I must get myself. <laughs> 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 or, you know, if you are one of those designers, you could do the same motion to like, uh, yeah. you know get in really well with one of the producers yeah, you know exactly <laughs> it, it's a multi it's multi-tool it's it's a new way to think about the Wiimote tool. <laughs> i don't think it's a new way no <laughs> it's not really a great way it's a variation yeah and oh so effective so sad well anyway i think that about does it for this episode of channel massive it does if you would like to get in t- touch with us and I don't know. Use your re- Wii remote for very <laughs> nasty, natty, nasty things with us. Uh, you could always send us an email at mail. M-A-I-L. At channelmassive.com, or you can reach us on our Twitter feed at twitter.com slash channelmassive. We will be back next week, episode 120. Sons, Jason, unfortunately. Well, it's been a fun ride, gentlemen. It has. We'll Get see. the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Make room. Make room for Make the room. new We're outsourcing, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you guys around. You guys have a good one.